We got pop parallels for you. Riffing non pop culture with some improv too. With your boys, Pod Nam and Pod Drew. Pop parallels for you. Alright. Well, hello again. Hello, Aegon. 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 Hey, Aegon. We're not going to be talking about Locked Up. Today is another episode of Pop Parallels with your boy, Podnam, and your and boy. And by Padre. You already know that it's Padre. Oh, a little Aegon soundbite there by Padre. All right. Very authentic. Uh, and we also have our good friend, now known as Podlu. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Formerly known as Lewis. <laughs> before it even says a word on pod. Yeah, history's been made right now. Uh, Lewis, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I couldn't be happier, especially about my new moniker. Yeah. Lou. Pablo. You didn't want to introduce him full name? Is this a secret? No. Uh, he chose actually to be, you know, when in interviews where they just have like a black silhouette. Uh, mm-hmm. As you can see, you can't see his face. I'm right mostly going to be talking like this the whole time. Well, that's usually when someone doesn't want it to be like embarrassing to reveal what they're talking about. Or it's like a traumatic event. Like uh, yeah. your priest did something to you. You're behind that black. But that I didn't think that was the case here on this pod. Mm. Not parallels. Well, it's not yet, but Lou has some things that he wants to talk about, because today's episode is space. Oh, so it's about that black nothingness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, before we get into that, we want to get to know our new guest and new knighted of Podness, Pod Lou. Uh, he was formally knighted? He was formally knighted. That was not at the ceremony. Uh, no, it was just me, actually. Don't, yeah. don't be doing these ceremonies without me anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, that was weird. That was weird. I mean, I kind of wanted to just get to... It's just in his room. Do it. Lights were off. If you were holding the sword, putting that down, who was holding the scepter? It wasn't a sword. It was a mic. Come on, man. You didn't do it with the mic sword? Yeah. All I, got, all I need is one mic. Just one mic tonight. Palu. All right, so, Nazir. Good going. <laughs> Palu, you're on the show. You're, you like space. You like comedy. That's true. What have you been up to uh, of recent days? Com- and- combine those two things. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah, yeah. Doing this, you know, writing this whole sketch on NASA comedy. That's not true at all. No. NASA you know, comedy. That's what uh, You know, been, been hustling. Um, I, I am a big fan of space. I, I listen to a very popular podcast on mm. space on the reg. Star Talk Radio. Star Talk. Only recommend Star Talk Radio. Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. Bill Nye, the Science mm-hmm. Guy, and also Chuck Nice. Chuck Nice Chuck is nice. excellent. Uh, Chuck Nice, comedian. Comedian. Comedian on a space show. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty cool. You yeah. know, kind of following in their footsteps. Should I have known that? Who that is? Yeah. Well, I mean, did you do your research on comedians doing space? Don't think so. No. I t- I'm, I'm getting, banging it right now. <laughs> okay. Comedians who space a lot. Okay, yeah, space a lot. Exactly. I'm getting Paul Shear. But, you know, about his teeth. Been, been living the American <laughs> dream, man. Living Good the American dream. Um, and you come from a comedy background, right? I do, I do. I, you know, the last like year or so, I've been doing a bunch of stand-up around New York. Yeah. Uh, Where have you been standing up recently? Gotham, mm-hmm. New York Comedy Club, mm-hmm. did a thing at the pit. Creek in the Cave, perhaps? Yeah, no, I haven't been oh, there. not there. All right, that, I've heard of that place. Stand Up um, New York, I don't know, yep. maybe. Yeah, maybe. all over the place. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you on, and today we're just going to be talking about why the fuck is society into space exploration? Because it's pop parallels, right? If you haven't listened to the first show, first of all, go back and listen to the first two episodes. 
post-apocalyptic worlds, number one. Mm-hmm. Late night comedy, specifically why no women are in it, number yep. two. Yep. Number three is what's up with space, why are we so into it, specifically movies, like a movie came out recently, The Martian, it's popular. <laughs> it, is, it, was, it was number one for a couple weeks in a row. I think it's been... Uh, you thrown by some either Zoe Deschanel rom com or something by now. The Goosebumps movie. The Goosebumps threw it down. Yeah. Wow, Harold Stein, man. Oh. he's got well, that box office yeah, power. Yeah, he does. Are there any Goosebumps movies? I mean, books set in space. Um, probably. I mean, I'm sure there's aliens involved. Let me, go, let me go back to Ben here. Yeah, but I have uh, listened to the book by Andy Weir, The Martian. I read it. You read it, and then. Padre, I received it from you, a free audiobook in my email. That so you clicked, you, clicked, you clicked on it. I clicked on the email, but yeah. I did not go further, to That's be honest. something. Okay. Guys, I might not be into, into space as much as you, you boys are, so mm-hmm. maybe you'll have to convince me why space movies and books and everything are so great. Oh, well, I think you're not alone in this world about that point of view, uh, just because there's a lot of people that are anti-space out there. Anti-space? Yeah, anti-spacers. There actually is. Another podcast I listen to is uh, Who Charted with this guy, Howard Kramer. Mm-hmm. He's an L.A.-based comedian, but he has a whole anti-space thing all the time. Is it fair to call those people a, a spacist? He may be a bit spacist. I don't think he would call himself that because he thinks he's right. I think that's a good way to reference them. But uh, he, this guy pits the o- he seems to want to pit the ocean versus space. His whole thing is, why do we need to go explore in space when there's so much stuff on Earth, like under the sea, yet to That's be true. conquered? Well, I mean, well, he takes a hard line, so I don't know. I mean, to counter his point, we already know what happens under the sea. Mermaids right. get uh, cursed, and yeah. then they become human. And singing and, crabs. And singing crabs. And we've already seen that play right. out. Yeah, singing Jamaican crabs. Jamaican well, crabs. I, I think some people would just think, maybe there's more down there than just those singing crabs and the scepter guy and, and the singing Poseidon and is that Poseidon? Yeah. he's called a scepter guy? scepter guy what is it? yeah it's a it's a guy with a fork long fork it's a little merman's dad alright what do you want? scepter guy scepter guy scepter guy Jesus is lowercase t guy I think specifics are very important guys I don't know about you so so Padre has made his point clear that he's all about the earth and not the space and not the not the ocean. Oh, I I got the results back for Goosebumps. Yep. There's one called Zapped in Space. Oh, look at that. Is okay. it a choose your own adventure? I don't, did, did Goosebumps do choose your own? Oh yeah. Adventure? I don't, oh yeah. I don't big time. That. Mm. Mm. I don't think so. Twenty third well, book in this. Let's year. let's remove the Goosebumps from the element and let's focus on why we are talking about space. I'm gonna just read off a couple of of headlines that top five space discoveries and we'll just go into it and figure out why is this important to society these are things that are written um, and also breaking news always on Twitter or CNN or wherever the news may travel for example uh, up until uh, you know 2005 we were we were made to believe that you know Pluto was our ninth planet right uh, mm-hmm. and we were everyone was excited about Pluto but recently uh, Lewis, you want to actually tell what it Yeah, happened? yeah. So uh, they figured out that Pluto is actually a, is it a dwarf. There you go. It's a it's ice new- dwarf, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they took it out, which is crazy because we all grew up thinking Pluto's a planet. And talking about pop parallels, mm-hmm. the show Rick and Morty did a whole episode on this. Yes. Rick and Morty did an entire episode just on... Great show on Adult Swim. 
Like just on whether or not Pluto is a planet. Yeah. What was what happened in that one? Because I thought I'd seen all the episodes, but now one's not really ringing a bell. Uh, Morty's that's dad. A, that's this season. Basically, that's right. Nah, is brought nah, to nah, the planet Pluto nah, 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 nah. by the Plutonians yeah. mm-hmm. to campaign in favor of Pluto being a planet. And they just set him up as like a figurehead. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Chris Parnell. Great. So it's okay. that along also with uh, Iris, uh, Iris or Iris? Is it Iris? I think it's Iris is another dwarf planet that we've also Let classified. Let me see what how it's spelled. Iris. Iris. Oh, right there. Right there. Both Pluto. Iris. Iris? Iris. Oh, where you? there you go. Iris. There you go. Uh, we'll go with that. I believe it's Idris Elba? Idris. Oh, it's Idris Elba. It's Idris. Well, so what, why isn't Pluto the next James Bond is the question. Well, you know, I think from what I've heard from uh, Vanity Fair and Variety is that... They're not ready to cast a Disney character <laughs> slash. Oh, I see what you did there. That's great. <laughs> the Wire actor uh, and James Bond. No. That's basically what they're. Uh, well, they're probably right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just not ready for that jelly. A- anyways, as I'm looking at my wallpaper, that is just a rocket uh, blasting off. I'm really into space. I'm excited about talking about most of these things. Another thing that happened re- of recent time, we proved that there's black holes. Now yeah. Yeah, yeah, not only that's that. a real freaking thing. Not only that, but the Kern generator is working on opening a tiny, tiny black hole. Mm. So on Earth. Yeah. So we're all gonna be sucked into it. People thought for a while that black holes weren't a real thing, that was just a made up thing. Is that well, theoretical? Let's 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 put it into perspective for you. So when you think of black hole, Padre, what do you think of? Like and like does any cartoons, any shows come to reference in that? Uh well, to be honest, I have a, a list up right now of all um, movies that take place in space yeah and it, it's like happened to be my eyesight just caught the black hole so now I don't know what I would really think of if you caught me when I'm not looking at this movie list but now I can, I can see is this movie so you're thinking of it as a movie though and movies usually can translate to a, some kind of fictional sense right kind of like The Martian is a fictional novel sure, sure. yeah um, but is The Martian that's a great point Padre is The Martian it was yeah because you actually you made a point without trying, which I which I appreciate. <laughs> That's my favorite kind. Um, the Martian is a great story talking about. God damn it! I forgot his last name. Oh, the the actor Matt Damon. No, not Matt Damon. Mark Watney. 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 Mark Watney. Mark Watney travels to Mars. Is Mark Watney a Boston guy? Also, like Damon is. Or? I don't see him an accent. No. Like that. no, no, but he does hate disco. That's the only thing I know. That's true. He does hate disco. He's a Cubs fan in the movie. Yeah. So, so playing against type. He's probably from Chicago. Chicago. Got it. And during this movie, or during this book, or whatever you read... Sorry for his loss. Uh, well, it's good, because when people listen to this... <laughs> really time-stamping. <laughs> Anyways. Um, actually, Pablo, I'm going to let you... Uh, I'll add on to it. You read the book. I listened to it. I may not listen to the whole thing, because... My ADD just probably kicked in at certain yeah, points. Yeah. So I read the book and I saw the movie. Oh wow! So you did. You got I'm a both. big fan. I'm a big so fan. spoiler alert: if you guys haven't really watched it, uh, so if there's a Venn diagram of all of us on the episode, it'd yeah. be like one circle is movie, one, <laughs> one circle is nothing, mm-hmm. and in the middle is movie and book, and that's where Pablo is, right? Yeah, yeah. he's right there. I'm I'm looking to get into that circle. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was great. Both both were really amusing. I really highly yeah. recommend them. Definitely a lot of spoilers coming up in the rest of our conversation. Yeah, so what happened to Watney himself? What? So he gets left on Mars, basically. It's yeah. the first, uh, one of the first human missions to Mars. 
something goes wrong. There's a big storm, and, mm-hmm. and he gets lost. Yeah. They think he's dead. They, they left him for dead. Uh, they think that he is dead. Yeah. And they bounce. Yeah. To save themselves. And they as being four, His four other or five crew. crew members. So having not seen slash read it, is, is it a case where they're like, oh, we're out of energy or we're out of they're, they're Basically, they're, there's a big-ass storm. They're on this little pod. They plan the on, habitat. On the planet. Yeah. And they're supposed to do all these tests and be there for a while, but a big-ass storm comes through, and they're like, oh, we need to go because our emergency vehicle is going to get destroyed in this storm. Yeah. Let's all go. And they're all going, and some piece of debris hits Mark. He gets knocked in the out. the face. They can't read his bio monitor, so they're like, "Oh, he must be dead." It's they can't see. They're on Mars. It's crazy. Yeah. So they they they're like, "We gotta go." And then of course, yeah, go, yeah, go. It's Matt Damon. You can't kill Matt Damon in the first five minutes of a movie. It's no. way too expensive. So yeah. he lives. Yeah. So Matt Damon or Watney, whoever you want to call him, as he ends up just habitating this planet, trying to figure out how he can survive MacGyver style. Uh, with whatever resources he has, uh, potatoes play a huge role in this. Yep. So does water. So does uh, peeing and poop. Poop. It's basically poop. a lot of poop. Poop movie. Poop movie. Yeah. And a poop book. Uh, because habitating a planet that is not made of soil like Earth is very hard to do. But NASA has technology to make tents, make things possible where you can grow crops. And well, yeah. I mean, they basically have just an oxygen oxygenated tent area, mm-hmm. and yeah. he he's a botanist in the movie, so he figures out how to grow. He's the best fucking mar- botanist yeah, he's on Mars. Badass. Is that why I came up to like do botany on Mars? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Was Everyone was assigned a certain yeah, yeah, position. Yeah. So he's the engineer and botanist. Which right. Which is a pretty good role to have if you're stranded on a you know deserted planet. Right. right. Let's do the math. Our service mission here was supposed to last 31 souls. For redundancy, they sent 68 souls worth of food. That's for six people. So for just me, that's going to last 300 souls, which I figure I can stretch to 400 if I ration. So... I gotta figure out a way to grow three years worth of food here on a planet where nothing grows. Luckily, I'm a botanist. Mars will come to fear my botany powers. It's a good thing he wasn't just up to like check the. The yeah, it's on the, on the side yeah. of the spacecraft or something. No, no. I mean, if that was his main responsibility, then uh, they would have to probably hire someone else, like as an engineer. Well, it would have been a, definitely a pretty lame story. Right. If he was like right. the IT guy, he just would have died. Like, I'm trying to set up this Wi Fi on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I have no food. No. Oh, yeah. Um, so, NASA itself, translating to real life, so that's fiction, obviously, guys, and going into real life. NASA has a Viking mission uh, that they started in 1976 to explore to Mars. Obviously, NASA's had some setbacks. A Viking mission? It's called the Viking mission. It's, it's labeled as a Viking mission. They want to explore Mars. They want to make sure that if Earth is to perish, there's a livable situation somewhere away from Earth. And we haven't mentioned the most important and biggest news right. probably of, of the Potentially of humanity space exploration, which period, is, which is which is finding water. There you go on Mars mm-hmm. this year. This happened about a month ago. Yeah, uh, we found evidence of at times actual water. Not just we knew in theory there had been water, and we knew that there was frozen water. Yeah, but we've actually found 
actual water that evaporates very quickly. So this coincided around the time of the Martian being released in theaters? Yeah. Yeah. Good so, synergy right there. I mean, is it is it good synergy or is it something where the government right. and NASA wants Thanks these movies Obama. to drop so they can approve of a bill to fund NASA again? No, I think it was just great timing. Uh, that's true. Mm. Maybe coincidence. Uh, yeah. So liquid water was found on the red planet's surface. Scientists has been saying not just water, but there could be life. On Mars. It's we possible. Know. It's possible. Yeah, we don't have been saying that for years, questioning that. Has he? Mm-hmm. When has he gone to space, Padre? You guys not getting my reference? No. Sorry, we continue. <laughs> <laughs> what was the... I didn't even... David Bowie, singer, songwriter. Yeah. So, it, just keep talking. Okay, anyways. So that happened. We have... In terms of landing on places, we've only landed on Mars that we know of. But well, we've landed on an asteroid. Which I was going to bring you to. We landed on a comet. That recently happened as well in 2014. Uh-huh. We successfully did that. That was big. So technology is there. We're grasping to explore the unknown. But at the same time, why are we so fucking fixated on this? Like, why, why now? Why, why have all... 2015, is this like the, the year of space? Well, I think we're just making big technological leaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just the technology wasn't there before. Yeah. And it's really paying off. And it's a really cool thing. I think, you know, the big question, why? I think it's, it's humanity's opportunity. We love the opportunity to, like, kind of restart and, mm-hmm. and see the best versions of ourselves. Right. right. Mark Watney is a perfect example of that. Yep. I think the Star Trek universe is the best example of that. A lot of people talk. And these are major blockbuster movies. The new Star Trek franchise is killing it right now. Right. And I think why is because it's, like, this beautiful, amazingly diverse friendly crowd of people you get along and we, it's like humanity gets to see the best version of themselves yeah that's why I think we're so attracted to space and in, in the movie in the Martian and in the book um, you know we have our differences within with China as being another nation mm-hmm. on the uprise but in terms of human humanity and exploration China plays a major part in the book and the movie on helping Mark Watney and the United States succeed in this movie. And it's cooperative. Yeah, exactly. It's like totally, it's crazy. You read the book and you watch the movie and it's like, they just get, we just get along with China. Right. Right. Is that, that's not in real life though? I mean, what have you read about like in the news where China's been spying on us, we've been spying on them, we have agents there, they, we take all their money, we don't pay them back. It's like a really broken relationship that we still have with China somehow. As long as it doesn't come to blows with, with war, maybe it's just through the paper and through, but I think four years ago, China had hacked into New York Times. Yeah. Or something like that. Real real quick guys, uh, I know we're going to get China talk right now, but. I just, David Bowie has the question for you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, uh, thank you for that question and dropping in. Um, I, I will say, he I was here. Yeah, he was obviously. He here. left. Yeah. <laughs> we could still answer it. It's like, you know, I'll hang up and I'll, and I'll right. wait for my question. So, right. obviously, there's a lot of leniency in terms of me and Pat Lou here. We like space, we're into space. Based on the things we've been talking about already, Pat Drew, do you think there is life on Mars? Oh, you're, you're I'm putting you yeah because you're you're representing you're you're representing all humanity that's a not an anti-space so they just figured out that there's yeah. water and 
Yeah. Could you detail that a little bit more? It's frozen water. It's what is it? So we've known for a long time that at the poles there's been frozen water on Mars. That's been like a fact for a long time. But what the major re- revelation is is that there's actually water. Not water in ice form, not water in vapor form, but actual water. It's, water water. It's super salinated. It's really salty water. You wouldn't be able to drink it, but it exists. So there could be some type of salt uh, creatures in the water. That's the life that could... I mean, there's obviously not people walking around on there. Nothing like... Well, I mean, Earth, but. Our, our satellites are very powerful. We can definitely see a lot of things, but we have not landed on Mars for us to confirm if there's life on Mars or not. People haven't landed on Mars. Right. Right. So we're only going on based on really high-def pictures. Um, and soil samples. And I mean, like, yeah. we have, we have rovers. 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 We have two rovers on Mars. Yeah. Is it possible that these Martian men have, like, some sort of cloaking device where possible. our rovers can't take up you know, their movements? Well, I mean, how would that make you feel if there was actual Martian men that were existing? Like, how would society feel? Would we be like, let's kill all those motherfucking Martian men? I think the movie District 9 answers this perfectly. Yeah. Another space movie. Great movie. Now they takes go, place on Earth. They come to Peter Earth. Jackson. Jackson. Right. To Earth. Yeah. And they took, they took everyone's jobs. Oh, what, no, that's the yeah, South Park yeah, episode yeah. where they... Well, that's what happens though, in yeah. District 9. Yeah. And that's another, that's another great pop parallel right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really cool to see the different ways that pop culture interprets what the future may look like. I th- and I, when I watched District 9, I was like, man... That's a hyper-realistic... Like, that would probably happen. Yeah, they're basically developing... In a developing world, the aliens are put in not so much concentration camps as just... Yeah. <laughs> concentration camps. Yeah. I mean, well, they didn't kill them on sight, but they definitely got what they needed whenever they did in South Africa. It's more of... Not less of, like, the Nazi concentration camp, more of, like, the U.S. Uh, to the Chinese. And Japanese, uh, yeah. They're Japanese, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Uh, yeah. During the war, I would say so. Internment camps, internment camps, but also doing experiments on them. That was a big part of the movie, and I think that that would totally happen if if aliens showed up with a broken spaceship and couldn't leave. But if we show up on Mars, broke whatever, are stuck there, or show up whatever, right? Are are these invisible Martian men doing experiments on us? Well, if we show up on Mars and we're Mark Watney and we end up on Mars by ourselves. What else are we going to utilize? I mean, are we going to make peace? Are we going to make love to these Martian men? Which is a possibility. Uh, interspecies connecting. People talk about robots, which is a whole different conversation. But whenever I saw Star Trek, that's what I thought of every single time. And every single time I watched an episode, I'm like, that's... You thought of I want to fuck a robot. Uh, not fuck a robot. I or thought... Interspecies I thought interspecies creation. creation was the most... Realistic thing in pop culture. Yeah, on that. yeah. It's interesting to see the way the different pop culture franchises interpret and display our relationship with aliens in space. Like you think about the Star Trek I universe. <laughs> Star Trek universe, yeah. super friendly. Right. Some cross breeding action, right? Right. right? But then you think about Alien, not so friendly, mm-hmm. kind of scary. Right. Then you think about Interstellar, right. and it's like. They're smarter. They're, like, beyond our understanding. Mm-hmm. It's, like, totally out there in a fourth to fifth dimension. Right, right. Um, I didn't see that one either. That was McConaughey. What, what was the general plot of that? It's too complicated to explain. Uh, you got to watch it, man. Yeah, there's a lot of dimensions in there. There's a lot of time traveling. Yeah. Basically, you know, we're billions years, light years away from, I think, the Milky Way galaxy. Through 44 well, we're, we're in it, but... Right. Well, no, I mean... The, we're to the nearest... 
Earth-sized planet or the right. next galaxy, right. we're hella far away. Right. So in terms of light speed, traveling light speed from one galaxy to another, you could be on time right now. One, it's one minute, but in this, another galaxy, it could be, I don't know. It's uh, years ahead of you. It could be years like seven years could equal one minute here. So it's like there's a lot of time difference and, and then a lot of cool, cool connections with how we can space travel through light speed and get to other places and other galaxies, which is probably the first time, they, other than like Star Wars and Star Trek, but the first time they did it in a more scientific approach, I would say, uh, based on what, they, what we know. You consulted already. actual, it's not just like hand saw hitting a button and then you see blue lights. And stuff. No, 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 no. Which looks cool. Yeah. Definitely cool. And that's, and what's interesting yeah. to see how the real science is permeating more of the space movies. The guy who Mark Mark Andy Weir who wrote The Martian, yeah. he actually created a software. He's a programmer. He created a software to actually make the trip to Mars. Mm-hmm. To, to to like measure out how much fuel, da da da, and all the science behind it. It's real science. It's actually pretty interesting. And then the movie Interstellar, they consulted an actual scientist for the movie as well. That's interesting because something I was curious about, or at least a topic I wanted to discuss with this is like, for example, your guy, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you mentioned him before, listening to his podcast or whatever. He's been coming out of a lot of these movies saying how fake it is or bringing up the inaccuracies, and it seems like other scientists do that. Or, But my question is, does that really matter for watching a movie? Like, is he right to really do that, or is he just like... I think, I think it is important that we do look at a realistic point of view of it, because, like, for someone to dream and be inspired by, I don't know, by Interstellar, by... Well, Martian. Gravity was the main one. I remember this really came out. When, right. that, when that movie was popular, what, about over a year ago now? But uh, two yeah. years ago, probably. But um, right. he came out with that one saying how everything was inaccurate or... But with that movie, it's like, all right, get it. It's not what really would happen. But that's not really the point of the movie. So you think you, you think Neil did... typically accurate. You think Neil did Tyson like just being a dick about it? A little bit, I think. I think that's fair, um, but he's an ex- he's a more expert in it, so he can flex his muscles on it. I think it's cool when these movies strive to be actually accurate and realistic because, like what Enam's saying, uh, you can inspire people. It's it's not important. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, they're entertainment, right? But right. it's cool because you can sit down and go, "Wow, this actually does exist somewhere." Yeah, Mars really is somewhat like this. I would say. Because of reading The Martian, correct, actually, listening to The Martian, I recommend the audiobook. It's really high quality. And anyone that it's been shared to, they should also listen to. It's going to get confusing if you keep saying that and think, like, there's a Martian talking to you. Like, <laughs> So if I say listening to The Martian... Yeah, I might be like, who? I might get confused. Like Marvin, The Martian, from Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Another pop culture uh, space. There you go. Mar- see, Marvin is a very specific reference because you're looking at Marvin. You can't see his face, ever. You well, can you only can see his, his eyes. Weird voice. You can hear his weird voice. He's got a helmet, but you can see. You can never see his nose or mouth. So, like, is that on purpose? <laughs> He's like the thing you were talking about on the news to channel or whatever when they That's have true. the permanent over him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is, I just re- you know just talking about it now. That's something that I probably wouldn't even think of. But because of the Martian, and because of all this space exploration, I've been more like into space than ever before. And this has never been something that, uh, of my passion. But now I'm like solely fixated on reading blogs and understanding space more. 
And to the point where I'm looking up companies at like SpaceX, like, oh, this seems like a cool job or whatever. So so let me ask this then. What's the link where, or what's the line where, all right, if a movie's too scientific, whatever, maybe some people who really like science will be into it. General population, not going to be into it. Right. But The Martian is a popular, seems to be a popular movie, critically acclaimed. People who saw it will be nominated for Oscar. Word of mouth is is it a claim? You're saying you're getting more interested in science and stuff because of it. Right. But some people are probably just watching it. Oh, that was a good movie. But either way, they didn't go too hard of a line where the people just want to be entertained weren't turned off by it, and it was enough for you to like get an interest in it. But it wasn't going over your head. Like it was like an entry point for you. So yeah. what's the line there in a movie? In terms of a learning curve, or in terms of uh, a... in, in terms of if you're gonna have a movie about space, right? How could it go one way too far uh, where it's getting too sciencey? Right, uh, I, Lou. I mean, you can definitely uh, take a stab at this. I first. mean, I think the perfect the, the answer to your question is the difference between the Martian the book and the Martian the movie. The Martian book has a ton of really specific, explicit science. Calorie count, uh, days. There's yeah. a ton of like really specific chemical breakdown. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. You got to do that. And this is why he's going to die. And this is how he survives. And the movie kind of glosses over all that and makes it a little more Hollywood, uh, which I think is cool. I think it helps bring in to your point. It's like that makes it simplify. But if you want to yeah. go deeper, you can read the book. If you want to go deeper than that, then you can actually go look into it yourself. Um, so I think it, you got to have a fine line, and it depends on the medium, you know. Yeah. So, but I'm so I'm interested in movies primarily. I guess you're you're into movies. Uh, That's your well, thing. no, I, I'm just yeah. for the purpose of this discussion. Right. What do you have any examples of movies where it, you think that a general audience wouldn't it would be too much real space for them? Or well. Let's re- any movies you like that are like so let's rewind I think because um, I think when before we recorded this I, I mentioned this to you I think and I think I mentioned this to you 20 years ago Apollo 13 that's the same feeling I'm having right now where I saw Apollo 13 I may have t- like we've t- studied it in school studied the planet studied like what NASA's been doing go to like you know go to field trips and kind of understand like the missions first landing on the moon but Apollo 13 was that movie for me where I was just like, holy shit, this is so awesome that they actually did this and they flew back and I was like, huh, I wonder what space travel would feel like. And this past, a year ago actually, this is the day, I was in, um, I was in Florida, Orlando, where they have one of the NASA um, Space Launch Centers there mm-hmm. and I went through a simulation of going on an actual rocket and how, what it feels like and all the pressure facing hitting your face and then not being able to even open your eyes was crazy in so many ways but for once in my life I was like holy shit this is what space feels like and it's the only time that I could I could feel that but I don't think I would have been into that without a movie like Apollo 13 to start it off or without gravity to kind of jump on that and just like being entertained and without reading the Martian well Martian I read after but like that's what pop culture is driving right now with yeah. space our space is driving pop culture I'm not sure uh, whichever it is right now I don't think it was that way 10 years ago I can't think uh, of- I don't know I mean I'd say the Star Trek TV series definitely got a lot of people more interested in space I'd say Star Wars did but, the same but that's another thing then so Star Trek, Star Wars, these are, like, clearly fictional. I mean, Star Wars isn't even really about space at all. It just, like, happens to take place in space. But if you look at the movies, they're not science, 
hardly even science fiction, really. They're like... Why would you say that? Well, it's like a Western in space, almost, I would call it. Or or there's like a religious... I think everyone has an interpretation. But it's not, like, Wars, yeah. it's not like anything that's really in space. So, like, it goes back to my thing of, like, what's... So that... I understand why that stuff's popular. But is that really getting people into... Is Star Wars getting people into... Yes, I'd say so. Why Star Wars... Why is there a Star, why is there a Star Wars Day? May the 4th be with you. Because people love Star Wars, but I'm, but I'm saying, like, the same plot of Star Wars could have been... Uh, in a galaxy far, far, or on Earth, far, another Earth, whatever. It didn't have to be in space. So. I don't know. I'd say space plays a pretty big role in the Star Wars universe. Yes. Without even going to the character-wise. Like yeah. The different planets, yeah. the space yeah. travel itself, the ships. Like, that's a big, big part of the... Yeah, the Death Star, which is culture. basically... Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a ship staked as a planet, and then it's traveling through space. And it can just destroy any planet at any given time. So the Death Star represents a cool technology that's used, obviously, evilly uh, in Star Wars for so many ways. But when you look at that symbol, it kind of looks like the moon, but it's like an actual planet, you know? I mean, actual ship. Okay. But I still would say that all those things are happening in space, but it's not... Like, that's like the setting. It's not about exploring... Star Wars isn't about exploring space or like all all these. Uh, you're, you're talking about the, the actual contact, the actual line of exploring space and in a right, it's, a, it's an established universe, right? right? But this is when. So this brings me to a point. Actually, uh, I read this article, uh, and the the title of the article: Did Earth develop too soon? Alien life may have not had a chance to form. So a new study has actually yeah, I read that too. Yeah, uh, put out that because Earth developed too early. The planets or whatever after the Big Bang made Earth established, the planets that were closest to it, whatever particles were formed, are those planets not mature enough yet? Right. So that's why maybe we've never found alien life form. So Star Wars represents, to, to me at least, I can't speak uh, for you, Palu, but it represents a part of time, whenever it is, where there's different planets, habitats... And different creatures all, like, working as just kind of a functioning government-wise. Uh, so, instead of having different states, it's different planets. Star Trek does the same thing. Right. Um, there's so much. There's so much pop culture that touches on that. One of my favorite game series of all time is the Mass Effect video game series trilogy. Also, Halo. That. The Halo universe is about mm-hmm. that. Right. There's so much. So, do you guys think there's actually, like, far, far away, whatever, there is, like, other societies like this where they're all... Different planets, different species, whatever, and just so far away that we can't get there. Well, I'm not an astronaut, Padre. Last time I what? I know. Well, logically, I'm an ass. Logically, oh, yeah. it makes sense, yeah. right? Given how large we know the universe is, right? Which is it's practically infinitely large. It it makes sense that there's there's life out there, right? It just makes sense. But do you think it would be? Do you guys think the life is anything we could realistically, like humans could realistically conceive of, like? So if you're going to write a Star Wars script or a Star Trek episode, you're going to have, like, oh, this other alien society, they do kind of this thing, but it's, like, just, like, things humans would do, but whatever, they paint them a color or this and that. Like, if there really is other species out there, do you think they're anything like us at all, or are they just completely something we couldn't conceive of at all? Even if there's something on Mars we can't see. I mean, there's you, you can really... This is actually a rabbit hole we could even go further in to answer your question. Like, do we know what they look like or do they, are they like us? I mean, people already have conspiracy theories about Area 51, about aliens already being here. Or uh, another movie, War of the Worlds, right? Aliens were already here 
and they popped up and said hello and started vaporizing people like a, like a motherfucker. Um, and, you know, is this something that's already happened? Uh, it was until, like, maybe ID4, Men in Black in the 90s, late 90s, er, and early 2000s sequels-wise, and now ID4 sequels coming out. This you, know, you keep calling it out. You did this another yeah, episode. Yeah, Independence Day. It's abbreviated for... You know what I'm saying when I say I, 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 I needed the explanation, actually. I don't think anyone calls it that. No, see, I think Padnam, you're, you no. seem to think that's like a thing, like... It says oh, it, I watched ID4 on TV last night. Like, it I says it on my DVD that, on the thing. It's not a bootleg. It says ID4, so I always Wait, there's, there's, there's not four Independence Days, though. Yeah. Yeah, what is that? What is the four? I don't know. Fourth of July? Yes, yes. But that's, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense, <laughs> yeah. But that's what they I don't say. think anyone calls they it. They label I think it. you're literally the only If I, all right, let's, let's Google ID4. You do that, Drew. You and Will Smith. I'll this one. Yeah. Well, Will Smith is not in the next one, ID5, obviously. How does it make sense? How do you even have an ID without Will Smith? Uh, well, they're not going to. Jeff Goldblum's going to take it. That's, He's going to play the role absurd. of Will Smith. That's absurd. Well, uh, here, here's a question for the group. Yeah. Favorite space-related Pop culture, movie, TV show, whatever. Men in Black. Men in Black. Padre. Uh, I can't answer quite yet because I'm looking up this Independence Day on Wikipedia. It says nowhere on this thing any the phrase ID4 is not mentioned. It doesn't say Independence Day, also known as ID4. It's not in parentheses. Why does it say ID4 cast when I type in ID4 on Google as an auto thing? And then what does it load? Independence Day. I don't know, man. I'm skeptical. I think that's a different. That's a different movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm just stalling because I don't know what my answer is. Uh, I have to well, look at my list. Here. Well, that's fine. I mean, I, see, here's the thing. Like, I most space things, I'm like, it's pretty good. Like Star Wars, I like it fine. I'm not like super into it like a lot of people are. Star Trek, I've never watched. Don't really care about it to to do to watch it. In movies like Gravity, I saw. I was like, oh, it's a pretty good movie. I guess the show. If we're talking just like shows that take place in space. Doesn't have to be realistic. Uh, the show Firefly, I really enjoyed. Firefly is a great show. There you go. Uh, maybe that's my favorite. I guess. Yeah, I like the conceit of that. How it's kind of like. But again, it's like there's like normal kind of people in space. They're not normal, maybe, but they're. And the show wasn't all about being in spaceships. And all. Sure. It was just part of it. But they're just doing the normal. But they happen to be. They're like smugglers or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, but, but space is definitely a big part of it. Right. Right. You don't identify that. I show. guess it wasn't shown in, in the same manner as like a. Star well, Trek they're gonna, or something they're gonna doing a sequel series uh, reboot uh, as well mm-hmm. on top of that. But uh, this is where I actually I'm gonna put you on trial a little bit in the hot seat here. We didn't ask Padlu what his answer. Uh, all right. Well, we'll go to, we'll go to Padlu first, and then I'm gonna put you on trial. Scanning out of trial. I, I'm gonna go with actually uh, the movie Moon. Oh, came Sam out Rockwell, a couple right? years ago. Sam Rockwell, yeah. one of the best movies I've ever seen that takes place in space. So thoughtful, really cool. If you haven't seen it, definitely recommend it. Um, I co-signed. I recommend. Actually, I've seen that as well. And it I really is enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's about a dude trapped on the moon. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's a bit of a twist. Uh, but Sam Rockwell is in it, and uh, Kevin Spacey is the voice of the AI. It's like his computer, his robot thing. Awesome. I think I did have that as a must see, but I have not seen it. Oh, you got it's a must. You must see it. Must see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I will put that in there. Now you mentioned that you're not that into space, and you you dropped that. But you're you, talking to me now. Yes, Pod Pod Drew. But you are into mythical. I guess, creatures and, and powers in Game of Thrones, right? Well, here's the thing about I love Game of Thrones. Um, one might say I'm obsessed with it. I would say you're obsessed with but it. I'm one of those I people. like, But even in that uh, show and the books, I'm not more into like the 
the magic aspects. I'm really into like the political drama type of thing, the war at the military thing, all with the crazy detail. I like all that. I'm not into the um, like. I heard a theory that one guy had that's like because I guess George R. R. Martin. This is like fantasy considered, but right. all his other most of his other novels and short stories were science fiction to place right. in space. Mm-hmm. And this guy was saying that he thinks like his like theory is that Game of Thrones, Westeros of the world is really taking place in space. Right. And like everything's messed up, like um the web if you're familiar with it, like they're like long, years long winters and mm-hmm. summers, it's, everything's messed up. Right. And it should be because there's like magic in the world, but he, this guy's saying because like it's really a planet that got knocked around or something, hmm. but I don't like that. Like I wouldn't want that to be the case. So you would be turned. So if Game of Thrones just sort of flipped it and reversed and it, it was like science fiction, I'd be like, and just on. turned into a space thing out of nowhere, and, and then like the people that were the I guess the Walkers or whatever, or, or the White walkers. White walkers, they end up being aliens or something like that. Yeah, what, what would, some people said like the dragons came from an alien planet or something. Would you be turned off with the whole concept because it's space or no? I just well no, I guess not. I just wouldn't. I just kind of think that'd be kind of a bait and switch. That's not really. I, I don't. I wouldn't really like that. Well, the reason I bring this up is because well, because also you're saying though, but your whole putting me in a trial, you're trying to get yeah. me on the fact that I like Game of Thrones and that's like fantasy well, no. or whatever. But my point is, I like that one specific piece of pop culture, but. I don't like a lot of other things that maybe are other fans. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I don't think no, 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 and I don't think they are either. But the only reason why I bring bring this up is because Star Wars is that for people as well, right? Right. People get obsessed. They get obsessed with it the same way you're into Game of Thrones and Star Trek and anything else. And now this, I don't know if this brand of the Martian can evolve into anything else. I'm sure if it if it's doing well in the box office, Hollywood will put out another script for Andy to either consult on or whatever it may be. But I mean, that's why people love the thought of space exploration, yeah. the well, infinite unknown. Here's what, something I'm thinking of now: a reason I love the Song of Ice and Fire, and people love Star Wars. This uh, is a Star Game Wars. of Thro- Game of Thrones book. It's that's what it's called. The books are called Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. But um, yeah. easier to say, people like Game of Thrones whatever, all, all about it, and the Star Wars universe, both universes, I think the main reason people like both of those is there's so much, like, world, the world is so crazily built out, mm-hmm. like, there's so much detail everywhere, hope. Yeah. and Star Wars, I think there's, like, all these books about it, and you can just go down a rabbit hole reading all this stuff, so you want to be, like, lost in that world and really explore it, but with space in real life, what is there to actually... I, for a lot of people, I don't think you're going to make the same connection because mm. it's so different, kind of. There's not, like, other planets with all these people and stuff. Like, it's... Maybe there is, but we don't know about it yet, but... Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so... I don't think it's the same connection. You're, you're saying Game of Thrones and Star Wars are these fictional... Yeah, these fancy worlds. Fancy worlds, right? But space is also unwritten, in a way, right? There's so many things we don't know about space... That our fantasy be- could come to reality. For example, Back to the Future Day yesterday, which was a big thing. People were talking about, well, we're not on hoverboards. There are kind of like hoverboards out there. There are Nike released an auto lacing shoe. There's holograms of Tupac. Like, self-driving cars. Self-driving cars are right here. You know, like so. In terms of fantasy turning into reality, that's where Martian is a fictional movie. 
going back to it again, and turning into reality. Now, it's a grounded reality, based on Andy Weir's right. research. Yeah, we have, we have a planned manned mission to Mars right. for one of the 2030s. SpaceX is also doing yeah. their version so, to it. You know. so, but is it the same people that are really super into space exploration, mm-hmm. in a literal sense? Yeah. Not theoretical, I guess, but literally what's going on, what are the advances being made? Are these the same type of people that are going to get super into... Star Wars reading all the novels. I'd say there's definitely overlap. And I'd say a lot yeah. of those folks grew up with it. They grew up with Star Wars. They grew up with you know, ma- imagining the mm-hmm. universe and thinking about that. And that inspired them to get really into the real world stuff. Yeah. And, it, I mean, you are inspired and you kind of are into your passions based on your experiences from a, a young point of view and also, you know, through an adolescent point of view. And I think, you know, from, there's people that are the opposite of that where they go in the past, talk about prehistoric times, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs existed on this planet. We know that. That's another, like, kind of species or mammal or whatever you may have it. It was killed by a, a meteor, right? Is that just one, the prevalent theory, or is that... There's a lot of theories. There's a lot of theories. And right now, um, I actually want... I brought this up, too. October 31st, Halloween, we are about to narrowly... A meteor is going to narrowly miss us. This episode probably won't be out till after Halloween, so what if it's lost to the sands of time... And so when here's that, then we put, the then we, we we recited the news accurately to the best ability, but we were wrong. Hopefully, the aliens that come down find this recording. I just hope this survives. Yeah, you know, one thing so. survives. <laughs> if one thing survives, it should be this podcast. I think that's true. yeah. I mean, that's what people should listen to for the rest of the society. So if that were to happen, right? Say a meteor does connect with Earth, right, and then it kind of sets. We don't know what damage it would cause. All, we're already causing damage with global warming and all these other things. I, if a meteor, I mean, if a meteor hit the planet, it would probably wipe out most of humanity. Right. I mean, and that's what this is saying right now. This thing is 300, 600 meters wide, traveling at 78,000 miles per hour, and it's going to pass us, like, literally by only 300,000 uh, miles, which is not much in terms of space. So... If that were to happen, do you think that would be something, and say it just wipes out, I don't know, um, let's say North Korea for some reason, you know? I mean, if it has to wipe out one country, it will. That, that's a really small place, <laughs> though. Like, you yeah. Gotta, you got to think, man, the rock that wiped out the dinosaurs was supposedly, the, like, that's basically the, the crater that was created from that is the Gulf of Mexico, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's just how the separation of. A lot of the countries became, our continents became what they were, based on we were all on one piece of land, based on archaeology research and everything. Pangea. Yeah. So if that were to happen, that would make everyone a believer, <laughs> completely. Believer. Um, well, it's not like people don't think meteors exist. I don't know. There, there are people that believe that, but I was saying the no of because there's so science versus religion, science versus you know, That's like just got skipping stones. So right. yeah, um, I don't think that would change anybody's mind. No, that a meteor I think would it'd hit probably us. make more people religious. More religious about? Huh? That's true. That's true. Why do earthquakes happen? Right. Because God just fell down, right? <laughs> well, we know why, but you know that doesn't change anybody's mind. Why do we name our hurricanes after actors that are crazy, like Joaquin? What's another example of that? Uh, Sandy. <laughs> crazy Sandy. Crazy uh, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. Sandy Bullock. I guess. Who yeah. married, married it is interesting, though, to see the way that religion has dealt with space over time, and how the really the like, for example, Catholic Church, the Pope. 
agreed. Very progressive the years pope. That in some it wasn't especially the pope before him. Yeah. And he said, uh, "Yeah, there's probably life not just on Earth." Yeah. Which is a pretty big mind blown, pretty big pivot. Right. But when they get down here in their spacecraft, handing out rosaries. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You hand them a watchtower uh, pamphlet immediately. Have you what found about, your savior? What's about? Uh, like Scientology, I don't know too much about it, but is that have to, that's like science fiction type of yeah? Reality. They believe in some crazy ass space shit too. Eyes, Ron, Ron Howard, Ron Howard, Ron Howard, Ron Howard, Ron Howard. Good Halloween costume, yeah. guys. Not too late. It's L. Ron Weasley, no relation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> both redheads. What yeah, yeah. is Ron's redhead? Uh, L. Ron Hubbard believed that uh, aliens. What is it that? I'm not actually sure. It's something really, really out there. The, uh, Mormons also believe mm-hmm. certain certain segments of Mormons believe some crazy shit about how when you die you get your own planet. You're given your own planet, and then all your family members go to that planet and live with you hmm. and like chill with you. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but so let me just go on down this track for a second. If you have your own planet and all your family members come. Yeah. Well, aren't your family members all Mormons too? When they die, they don't get their own. They have to go. I know. I know. I, guess, I don't know. I, I listen, man. I don't make the rules. So who actually gets? I don't make the first rules. Or are they just like facsimiles of your family? Like they're really like clones or something? That's that. That'd be a good movie. I'd watch that. Yeah, we got to make this script. So we'll cut this part out. Part I don't want this idea to get stolen. So devil's advocate's point of view on your end, Padre. If if something were to happen, space-related, like we were to land on Mars, or we were to... The, the devil did call me, and he's like, I need an advocate. Or maybe... Right. Yeah, get out there for me. I was like, you know what, BLs, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that being said, once that happens, I'm thinking optimistically, once that happens, we land on Mars, and then we see some kind of, either even a small, like, fish... Maybe on Mars. That's that was one. a leap. We just went from maybe there's water and just some fish. Just a small fish. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> little tiny fish. A little minnow. Just one. A little Nemo. A little Nemo. Minnow. You yeah. won't be able to see a it. It's red. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, yeah, a little fish. You'll see okay. the stripes. Just a small fish on Mars. Okay. It, is that enough? Do you think for society to be like, like that generation of whoever's having kids be like, fuck, man, I, I'm I naming my kid. Mars Minnow. Mars Minnow. We should all invest in more space exploration. Because that's the debate that's happening in society right now, where should we be spending on money? And NASA's actually, uh, the Senate and the House are trying to go through these bills that are proposed by NASA to give them more funding, to do more space exploration. And if it's going to happen, I think it would happen now more than ever well, before. Here's what I think. So it may, that may cause, if something like that happens, it may cause... Because there'll be more interest, more intrigue, more curiosity, maybe people will say, yes, let's put more money into it. we got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. At a certain point, all this stuff, I think, comes back to you. Like, this is going to kind of a whole other topic, but society as itself is not fixed. There's no utopia here. There's massive problems all throughout the world. Yeah. So, and that's just on our planet. So, at a certain point, uh, at least a certain group of people are always going to say, we need to fix what's going on here. This, that's superfluous. What's going on outside of this planet? Maybe it's interesting, maybe not, but we need to right the, the ills of society here. We need to fix things here. Now, maybe some outside planet can help us fix that, and if that eventuality happens, then it could be different, but... 
Well, you bring up an excellent point, and I mean, global warming is such an important thing right now as well. You know, having uh, electric cars, hybrid cars, doing whatever we can do to save this current planet, because right now we're guesstimating or, or there's scientific calculations that maybe not our generation, but maybe the generation after, maybe our grandkids' generation. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be flooded with the polar ice caps melting. Uh, Bangladesh, which is where my family's from, will be the first country that literally will be on 80% underwater because of that, because it's mass populated and completely low grounded as it is. Bengali tigers can swim, right? Uh, t- Bengali tigers, well, only if you're in that um, goddamn movie, I can't remember. Uh, where Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Actually, I don't think it's, he was on the boat with the guy, so he probably couldn't swim. Yeah, he couldn't swim, so he helped them. So he, as long as he's got a boat, he's good. Uh, and Bengali tigers got a boat, they can swim. That needs to start a boat building industry. That needs yeah, to so, that I mean, Pablo, what do you think of this? Is this going to be the, the pushing point for us to have to take our sources or whatever money we can do and allocate it towards space? No. Or do we have to just spend it here and try we to... We have to spend it here. Every major scientist public thinker, public intellectual that's been asked this question has talked about it. They all agree. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's just too late. Like, you think about how expensive it is and how dangerous and how rare it is that we put a human being out of the Earth's orbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to get all of the human beings out of the Earth's orbit suddenly in the next hundred years? It's just not going to happen. Right. We have to focus on our planet, saving our planet, stu- being the stewards of our planet, but... You know, to your point a moment ago, Padre, you know, about space exploration and the funding for it, I do think that moments like this where we found, you know, water on Mars, right? We had found definitive proof that there's water on Mars uh, in water form, important distinction. That definitely does spur a lot more funding. And it's so cool to right. think, what if we could just cooperate a little bit more as humanity, as humans, what we can get done? I think that's what makes the movie The Martian so alluring. Right. That's what makes universes like Star Trek so alluring right um, because when humanity cooperates and works together we do really really cool shit mm-hmm. when there isn't conflict when there isn't a crisis well yeah and also just instead of right. putting money into bombing each other right. right like you know the Cold War pretty awful but one really cool thing that came out of the Cold War was the space race right right like yeah it was competitive and, and like kind of jingoistic but like it came back to really cool results Right. Putting a people on the moon. That's sick. Yeah. And that came out of, not, not cooperation, but competitive spirit. Right. So what has to happen to get us to Mars in real life? Like, what country do we need to have a beef with? <laughs> I guess China. Seriously, though. I mean, that's actually not that China ridiculous. Wants, China wants to get there right? first. You know, when we decided yeah. we're going to beat the Russians, we're going to beat the Russians. That's what we decided. We put a stupid amount of money, essentially unlimited money, into the space exploration program. And then we did it. We did the damn thing. And I think that's really cool. I hope that within our lifetimes, we'll see more of that and we'll see we'll more... We'll see another Cold War. Well, no, but more of that like dedication to one thing. Yeah. And also, we're seeing a lot more private industry get involved. Right. SpaceX, mm-hmm. so cool. Google is also... Uh, yeah, like we're seeing a lot more, more and more and more private industry get involved. And I think that's only a good thing. We're on. We're right. We're right on the cusp of getting to reusable rockets, which yeah. which is a game changer. Right, because then you're not just pouring, burning money, literally. Yeah, they uh, literally just have to basically burn money. Like that's the fuel they're just using dollars. Yeah. 
Um, and so we're, we're almost past that, which is going to be a major shift. I mean, to kind of, I mean, I, we could talk about this a lot more, but I think in terms of some closing points or some bringing it back full circle, I think the reason why we are, as society, are into space exploration is to constantly, like, connect one another as humanity and, like, work exactly what you're saying, Pablo, just kind of, like, work together to make the impossible reality, really. And then if the impossible is saving, I don't know, uh, all of New York City from flooding and all of Cal- uh, Los Angeles from having earthquakes constantly, and NASA recently just came out news saying 2017, 2018, there's going to be a really, really yeah. fucked up earthquake that's going to hit L.A. So basically, if you want to avoid any Roland Emmerich movie from happening in real life. Yeah, exactly. And Roland Emmerich did what movies again? <laughs> a little movie called... I don't for, it stands for ID four. I don't for. <laughs> I don't for. I don't for. I don't know any ID. I don't for movies. There was DAT, of course. Everyone knows that one. Day after tomorrow. Da- um, yeah. There's also DTF. DTF. There was two zero one two. Yeah. Yeah. These are just gibberish phrases at this yeah. point. <laughs> Guys, not everyone wants to go. Up in space. So you're saying you don't want to go to space? I didn't say me. I said not everyone. Please. He doesn't want to go. Dustin Timberlake doesn't want to go up. No, he doesn't want to. But he's part of the Mickey Mouse Club. Dustin Timberlake can go suck it, man. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that guy. He's a spacist. Yeah. I, I guess he is. It's just because you own part of an NBA team doesn't mean you can just say stuff like that. Yeah. But ironically, the other two people besides Justin that are singing that song, uh, Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver, both actors, going to be in the new Star Wars movie. Mm. Mm. There you go. Look at that. Comes around. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. I believe it was Justin Timberlake that says what goes around comes around. That's right. R- round and, and round? Goes round goes around. Goes round? But also, he had a problem with making crying rivers, and... Well, he wanted someone to do that for him. Oh, right, so right. like, I got my, my tiger, I got my boat, I need that river. Well, more importantly, he, he did bring back sexy, though. That's what, sec- that's what space is doing right now. Bring back sexy? Yeah, because space, space is, is totally well, sexy. Yeah. bring back the sexy. So, sorry to cut you off, Palu, but cool movies like The Martian, or that people like, that's like the sexy... To get people into the space exploration, right? Exactly. Yes, Padre. Yes, Padre. Well, uh, let's get some closing uh, statements, stances, whatever you want to call them. Uh, space. I'm for it. You're for it. Determined. Padre is for, on the record, Padre is for space. No. I can't wait. You can't wait for what? Whatever. I can't wait for the, what the future holds. I mean, in the next 20 years, we're going to see major, major advances. In the next 20 years, like almost guaranteed, it is certain that we were going. We we're going to have commercial space flight, mm-hmm. which is already basically happening. Right. We're going to start having rich people rich, brought up. Richard I mean, Branson's over. Yeah. There. Right. Yeah. The, the Virgin Galactic. Yep. We're, you know, Boeing is working on something for right. that as well. Right. Um, SpaceX is working on that. We're going to have commercial flight space flight. We're going to be working on sending people to Mars. We're going to be landing probes on a couple other planets. Uh, we still have the um, the Voyager probe. Mm-hmm. That is that's left our solar system. Also a big deal that Gone. happened in the last two or three years. There's a lot of really, really, really cool stuff that's happening in space. 
and like within the next 20 years we're going to see major major stuff happen I'm really excited to be alive for it Padre are you excited for IG5 I'm not excited for IG5 but I, I like I agree with what Padre is saying it yeah. will be interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. maybe I'm not as into it as he is as you are as some people are it's because but I, I'm, I'm developing a bit of a curiosity and uh, I'm going to watch The Martian when someone puts a, a good quality bootleg online. I good. will do that. Good. Maybe I'll listen to the audio book you sent me. All you have to do is download the Audible app and then and then let it download. It's for free because I gave it to you. And I'm just going to have an ongoing uh, curiosity and, and um, constantly question, why, why do people like these movies and these medias, these why we have these pop parallels because I was getting tied back to pop parallels it's the name of the show mm-hmm. and how is the culture going are we going to more scientific type of space are we going more to more crazy uh, fictional world type of space yeah what's pushing us one direction or another I'm interested to see well I'm interested in not seeing artificial intelligence too with Haley Joe Osment because that I can't be real right that's not real that that's not that's not happening. <laughs> it's with a fat robot. <laughs> it's the fear of the unknown, guys. Yeah, the robot can't wait. That's the question. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's even a whole another conversation. Hopefully, we can do an episode on that on AI. Because I'm reading uh, Alone Together by Shirley Turkle, which is the MIT uh, director of so many AI programs and. Some crazy shit's happening right now. And this book's already four years old. Another so. topic I'm very passionate about. Robots. Mm-hmm. Robotic. Love. Maybe a future Pop Parallels episode will be robot movies and books and etc. Yeah. Maybe. Well, guys, definitely check out our podcast. This episode's going to be on the SoundCloud. Subscribe there. Like us there. Unless uh, you're listening to it on SoundCloud, right? If now. you are, then... You figured it well, out. Well, maybe if they, they're listening, maybe they didn't like us. You don't know that. Go back and like us, guys. Don't don't mess with us. Yeah. Come on. Like us on Facebook, Pod Boys Productions. Email us at podboysproductions at gmail.com. It's P-O-D-B-O-Y-Z Productions. Yo, and Pod Lou, you got, you got a Twitter tag, man? Yeah, yeah. You can find me on social media or social me. The social me? Call it. Uh, Louis Pots and Pans. Louis Pots and Pans. M- yeah. At, at Louis Pots and Pans. Spell it. L-O-U-I-E-P-O-T-S-N. P-A-N-S. There you go. All right. Now you have no excuse because we spelled it out for you. you yeah. Find them right away. Any, well, any uh, projects or anything you're working on you want to promote? Any, um, any teams you're looking to join? Um, yeah. Doing some improv. <laughs> probably catch me at the UCB very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and various theaters around town. Wig Baby. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Oh, I heard they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I heard mixed reviews. Yeah. I was lying. I didn't even. Yeah, no one heard anything. Anyways, cool. And Palu, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. For exploring the unknown. And guys, look to the stars. What does that say about Leo? Something like that. Look to the stars. Look to the stars. Look to the stars. Something like that. Like the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. I think that works. I'll, uh, Peace and prosper. All, all that's left is. Why did they do a song together? It's from the movie. It's Con Brothers now. Like the 60s folk music and stuff. That makes sense. But also, like, the coolest celebrities always want to hang out with each other and do music, right? That's the thing. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for that. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll do it for this episode. I think we're scrapped already. We're fading out. <laughs> Second, please. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, I want to go. Don't show me. Out of-
nowhere up there in gravity zero. I need to breathe, don't need to be a hero. Are you reading me loud and clear? Oh.